From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you, fun seekers. It is uh, uh, Monday morning, the 11th of April, 2022. My name is Patrick Timpone. I think I'm going to change it to, I don't know, something else. No, just kidding. Well, we're going to have fun this morning. Excuse moi. Sorry we're getting uh, underway late, but uh, we had a huge storm blow through last night. We've been praying to the rain angels, and uh, it didn't quite get a, get a lot of rain, but it a lot of noise and lightning, and I always get a bit, um, you know, a bit antsy-pantsy when that happens and then plug everything, because even with these uh, power supply surge protectors we have, pretty good ones, uh, boy, you know, if you get a big hit, it can do some not good things to to your equipment. So we unplugged everything, and naturally when we hooked everything up this morning, half the things didn't work, and so we've been playing with it for an hour, getting things to work, and we're, we've got enough going on so we can at least go live. So here we are, uh, enough of my uh, trials and tribulations. Uh, life is great. Never been more excited about being on planet Earth than I am today on April 11th, 2022, and I really mean that from the bottom of my little heart, which is great, because we rebound every morning and jump up and down like a nut. And we talk a lot about health and healing on this uh, this network, but also we do things about money, as you know, with uh, Tom Luongo and uh, the recent show we did with the fellow, the gold guy out of Switzerland. He was great. Matthew... Matthew somebody, what's his name? Um, um, uh, Matthew Pifford, you know? Pippenberg. And uh, Martin Armstrong was here last week. So we, we love talking about this. It's one of our, our specialties. But then also we talk about geopolitics with Matthew Errett. We had Scott Horton on and who gave us his story, his best take on what was going on in... Uh, um, Ukraine and the Rushkis and uh, everything that we've looked at in the last oh, two months since this thing has started about 99.8% of the media is just making things up 99.8 there's about 0.2 of us out here maybe 5, 6, 7, 10 people 12 people who knows not a lot that understand that this thing in Russia and China, and it's not about what they say it is. There are a whole bunch of people that want to uh, corral Russia and put him in his place and maybe even try to overthrow him and kill him or whatever. They've said it. So, I mean, you know, the world is not like you think it is if you watch TV or go on the Internet. So hang out here, and we think that we'll give you some um, uh, more uh, ideas that could be closer to the truth. We don't walk around saying, we know the truth, because then then we're really just being silly because nobody knows really exactly what's going on. But we try to get to it as closely as we can. I believe our 800 number is working and you can use it. This morning, I haven't tried it, but uh, 888-663-6386, email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Our guest this morning is Susan Bradford. Susan has been on a few, few times before. She's quite an interesting Lady, um, oh, I, I, I'm going to let her tell you about her uh, 
her, uh, she's got books called The Broil Bloodlines, <laughs> Lynched. Um, oh, she's got about 20 books here. But she's got quite an interesting background as well that I'll let her tell you about because I didn't pull up her bio because uh, of all our technical things. But here's the name of her latest book. Check this out. The End of Globalism. How the Rothschilds used Donald Trump as a Trojan horse to deceive patriots, perpetuate color of law governments and central banks, and rig elections to keep them the calling, I'm sorry, let me try it again. It's a long one. And rig elections to keep the failing plan for world tyranny and global pillaging on track. Whoa. So there you have it. This is what Susan Bradford says. We've already received a few emails saying, how are you going to let this woman on? Come on, Donald Trump, I love him. Susan Bradford, good morning. Thanks for being here. <laughs> good morning, Patrick. Thank you so much for having having yeah, me today. Yeah, well, we pillaged and we got there and, and everything. So so the word the word around the campfire, Susan Bradford, you know, years ago was that the 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 Rothies, you know, the boys we call them, the the elite, uh, had planned to put Hillary in, but Donald Trump just kind of surprised them, right? That was you know, that was the meme that even I bought into. Uh five years ago. That sounded good, right? Sounded good. Oh, no, Donald just snuck in. But you say not, right? And what got you onto this idea that Trump is not all he has been advertised to be? Um, one, one thing that kind of caught my eye is that he had um, disparaged uh, Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, quite quite strongly. Um, he had said that uh, Sessions had not um, supported him during the Russian collusion uh, delusion. Um, and when I began to look into Sessions, um, I discovered that he was the one who appointed the um, the attorney in New York who unsealed the Epstein case, Epstein file. So mm -hmm. to me, that would have made Sessions a national hero. Um, and what further struck me is how Trump then responded to what Sessions had done. Um, first, uh, he, um, uh, he fired him, replaced him with um, Bill Barr. Uh, Bill Barr um, worked for the firm Kirkland and Ellis, which had negotiated the sweetheart deal with, um, with Epstein. Um, and uh, he, once Barr got in, into position, he promptly recused himself from the Epstein matter and then began to bury it. Um, and uh, Trump didn't let it stop there. He then went on to disparage Sessions, prevented him from uh, recovering his Senate seat, um, and, and just maligned him in no uncertain terms. So that that began, you know, that really kind of piqued my interest into, hmm. you know, the extent to which Trump was really a deep stater. Um, hmm. And then, of course, he also appointed Alexander Acosta, who had worked for Kirkland and Ellis. You know, Acosta became Secretary of, of Labor. Uh, so uh, he was the person who worked opposite the legal team who had defended and negotiated the sweetheart deal. So it appeared, you know, based on the circumstances that Trump was um, uh, taking the side of the perpetrators over the victims of Jeffrey Epstein. I see. So you kind of made that connection. But now there's been lots of 
a connections alleged, I'll say alleged, with Trump and Epstein. And so you kind of thought, well, maybe there was something to it, and that's what got you digging into this? Yes, and um, I had known that um, Trump was, um, you know, he, he had some kind of connections to the deep state really going back decades, but um, I was a Trump star, a Trump supporter from, from the beginning. Mm. I thought, you know, if uh, he truly uh, would do what he's claiming that he wants to do I, um, for the people, we need to give him the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. you know, every doubt, because we know that the, the other uh, other candidates, we know what we're going to get with them, but we're right. going to get more of the same. Um, so with, with uh, Trump, um, uh, I had always concluded that it was the deep state surrounding him who was obstructing what he was trying to do. And there was always that disconnect. Like, how how is he in the position that he's in? He's the, the naive kind of force for good who can't somehow um, do the agenda on behalf of the people. And I thought, well, maybe there's more to it. And mm-hmm. so I began to kind of dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, there it was. There it was. Kind of this deep. That's yes, your book. So w- what were some of the connections that you have seen? So so to be clear, we'll call the deep staters, I, I guess it's a pretty big club, right? That could be mm-hmm. CIA, FBI, NSA, even all the bankers, right? There would be, they could be, right? The IMF, World Bank, UN, that kind of thing, right? They would be all deep staters as well. Correct. You're looking at um, Rothschild, National Security, um, even the Bush political machine. Um, one connection that I found was uh, Jupiter Island. And I don't know if you've heard of this. No. You've never heard? Okay, uh, let me tell you what Jupiter Island is. Jupiter Island was um, it's, um, right off the coast of Florida. Um, Eric Trump has a house there. Tr- uh, Trump has a golf course there, a golf club. Les Wexner, the founder of Victoria's Secret, has a house there. Mm. Um, this was the island where Avril Harriman um, established the National Security Apparatus. Whoa. It was the, the Center for Covert Management of federal, the federal Government. So this is the second White House, if you will. Um, it mm. promotes the si- interests of financial and political in- interests of the City of London worldwide and is the incubator for psychological operations. What? So that was a key. Now, it was how, Jupiter Island. Jupiter Island, Harriman, I, I, he goes way back, right? Admiral Harriman. So you're saying <laughs> Jupiter Island has been this... Uh, this center for this stuff, uh, psychological warfare stuff, for how long? A long time? Since 19, the 1940s, and then wow. uh, Harriman brought Bush in, into the system. And Harriman was the founder of the American Eugenics Society at Yale University, with Bush, Prescott Bush, the patriarch of the Bush family, as um, a trustee. And so he... Uh, you know, um, he was promoting the sterilization of unfit, unnecessary people. Yes. Um, and it was also promoting vaccines as a sterilization method. And if you say, well, well, this sounds very much like what the Nazis today. did. Yeah. Today, I mean, today too. <laughs> and today too, uh, right? this, was be- this was because the Nazis looked to Harriman for inspiration for their own eugenics program. So go- this goes back to, uh, to Harriman, who also, by the way, uh, funded Skull and Bones, that's the secret society mm-hmm. at Yale University yeah. in which, you know, the Bush men are members, um, Skull and Bones, um, uh, trained, uh, and um, Mao Zedong, the leader of the Communist Chinese Revolution, groomed him, financed their efforts, 
Um, and they did this in concert with the Office of Strategic Services, which was a precursor of the USA and the, of the CIA. And this was part of a wider agenda that was hatched at the end of World War II at Yalta to elevate communist China, which the deep state, the elites created uh, um, as leader of a tyrannical new world order while um, reducing the United States to a bankrupt welfare state. So that was the agenda that was unleashed at, at the end of World War II and it was promoted by Harriman and the Bush plan. Whoa. And of course, Papa Bush, uh, he he was head of the CIA, right, at one point? At one yes, time? he was. Yes, he mm-hmm. was, right? So this and Jupiter Island also, thing, uh, so we, you are you alleging then there's no accident that Donald Trump lives just down the road from Jupiter or he has his own golf course there? Um, I, I don't think it's, a, it's an accident. Um, now, th- there were uh, a couple of things that, that happened. Um, uh, back in um, 1987, I believe um, Trump acquired Resorts International. Yeah, um, that's a ca- casino in, in Atlantic City. Um, this was a casino that had was a Mossad front, uh, Mossad, uh, Mossad CIA front, uh, Israeli. It, it was wow tied to the Israeli Mossad. Um, it was also bankrolled by Tibor Rosenbaum, uh, David Rockefeller, who an architect of NAFTA, um, and um, uh, Edmund uh, de Rothschild, um, and. Uh, Rosenbaum had partnered with Meyer Lansky, who was the founder of the International Crime Syndicate and um, a CIA asset who answered to George Bush, um, who was enlisted to engage in CIA assassin or who to train assassin squads um, against Cuba. Cool. So you see, deep, yeah. this is where you get you know some of these ties. Um, go ahead. I know you had a no, question. no, no. It's uh, well, there's a movie there somewhere. True. Holy cow. <laughs> Man, you talk about a intertwined, you know, giant squid. You know, you, these names that you throw out there, like Lansky, and you know, these are kind of infamous for all of their, you know, their dirty dealings, kind of thing. And then, and of course, you, you get involved with the uh, any kind of the gambling thing. You know, the mob is all in there, right? They've always been involved with with gambling, right? Always. always. Yes, in in fact, um, from the beginning, Lansky funded. Lansky funded the uh, gambling operations in Florida, including this one for the Seminole Tribe of Florida that Trump was later connected to. He helped bankroll and the the council Greenberg Traurig, who who then um, worked with the state of Florida to acquire gambling. Um, while Lansky was investing in uh, the Florida casinos, the Rockefellers were establishing federally recognized Indian tribes around the country and bankrolling attorneys who then sued the government for, for compensation for their lost land, that compensation in turn became the seed money for the casinos that would later crop up around um, the nation. And those casinos were uh, used to kind of bankroll big business. Um, they created the entities that were too big to fail. Um, and these were the entities through which the national uh, social democracy was projected into the U.S. along with the deep state. Um, you know, the, the tribes, you know, were built upon land that was rich in oil and mineral rights. So allowed them to kind of uh, corral and or to harvest those resources beyond the purview of the federal government um, and generate really an unlimited number of contracts uh, for the deep state, you know, which 
you know, that, that were subsidized by the taxpayer, allegedly in service of the Indians, though in many cases, um, a large percentage of that money disappeared into private hands. So this is how the deep, uh, one of the ways the deep state funds everything without just getting money from Treasury that they borrow from the Fed. They did a lot of dark money uh, around Contra. Uh, we believe there's a lot of dark money that goes through NASA you know, $30 billion a year and they don't do anything except make computer-generated yeah. images of Earth. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, yeah. um, Whoa. Okay, well, so um, so I want to go back to Osaka because I don't want to miss this part. So let's see if I understand what you said, that you're, you're conjecturing that big picture, the Harriman thing and the, the Rothschild's deep state this whole thing with China and destroying the United States, this has all been planned for a long time. Yes, it has. Whoa. You know, it feels like that, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, look what's going on in this country. In the there, schools, there was an agenda in, in everything, place. And right? And he, everything. Go ahead. Yes, there was an agenda in place and um, aspiring politicians or ambitious politicians who wanted to be, you know, rise the upper echelons uh, of power would need to kind of champion that agenda. Like they'd have to align mm -hmm. their interests with that of the deep state. They'd have to, uh, what their interests? They'd have to. They'd have to align their interests. Like they'd have to champion. Um, so, for example, um, mm. Bush uh, during the Nixon administration, um, when. Uh, um, Nixon was normalizing relations with, with China. Mm -hmm. um, you had Bush was uh, working with uh, Henry Kissinger and the CIA uh, to make this happen. Um, there were other politicians like uh, um, uh, Edwards, um, Senator Edwards, um, and even Ted Kennedy, who are trying to be the first to, you know, to kind of cater to China to, you know, bring this relationship to pass for big business. Because, you know, we have the ma major corporations and multinationals wanted to tap those markets. Like that was, you know, where the great profits stood to be made. Hmm. Well, so... Um Okay, let's get back to Trump because it's probably a lot of okay. dirty laundry there. Hey, have you found any evidence somebody wants to know? Marvin writes in, has your guest found any evidence, and he's got it in quotes and in caps, so they want to know, of Mr. Okay. Trump being involved with Jeffrey Epstein and at the island and such. Anything there? Okay. Uh, really, I mean, the goods, the goods. The goods. So l let me paint... Um Pain, uh, provide some foundation. Okay. Um, so M Meyer Lansky, who we, we've discussed, um, who was involved with the Seminole Tribe and was also involved with uh, the financier behind Trump's casino, the Resorts International, he was the one who launched the um, uh, the compromise operations. Like he would find dirt on politicians and judges and then exploit that information to his uh, advantage. Now, Lansky's protege was uh, Roy Cohen, uh, who was Trump's attorney. Oh. Roy Cohen um, then took this matter a step further by inviting politicians and people of great influence uh, to orgies. He would then take pictures of those people and then use them for as part of the blackmail um, operations. Um, hmm. uh, Roy Cohen, in turn... Uh, introduced um, 
uh, Lynn the Forrester, Lynn Forrester the Rothschild to Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and you know, she, of course, uh, partnered with, with the Vatican uh, on this you know, great reset and, and you know, inclusive capitalism. Um, so you have that connection. Um, Trump, um, uh, I, I think the connection there, there, there is a Supreme, there is a, a, a case that has been circulated, which alleges, and I, I'll say alleges because I think you, you can accuse somebody unless that has been proven. Yes. Um, it's only an allegation. Um, but there's a, a court case that has been circulating that um, alleges that Trump uh, molested um, girls, underage girls, raped them, and at one assaulted them, and may have made one disappear, which to me implies, you know, um, potential murder uh, if she didn't do as he, uh, if she dared to reveal, you know, what what was done to her. So uh, Jeffrey Epstein was introduced to Trump after he became connected to uh, Resorts International, which was a purveyor of this, you know, um, this shame operation and involved with, in human trafficking. Hmm. So that's the connection that, that I, I made with, you know, with that relationship. Is, is that um, something involved with those indictments that I sent you that one of our listeners sent me? Y- yes, that's it's correct. An, it's that, an actual, that made, that, but it's never been... So how do we, how does it do? It might be a legal question, but how does an indictment stay out there about this Trump thing and this alleged rape uh, and not go anywhere? I guess if you get the judges and you know. I, I think um, settlements may have been made. He may have paid off the victims potentially. Yeah. Wow. Was was we've seen some of the manifest for the Epstein thing and. Uh, allegedly, Supreme Court Judge Roberts is on there several times. Do you think those things are accurate? Have you seen any of those? Um, I have not re- researched they could be, um, they Justice could be made Roberts. Up, right. they, they could be made up. Um, however, um, the Supreme Court was placed in charge of implementing the SARA. You know, we, this was the legislation um, that was based upon a class action. Uh, in which massive uh, fraud was discovered in, in the banking industry when you know far, uh, farmers were illegally foreclosed upon. And based upon that class action, um, the Supreme Court, um, well, th- there were um, the, the courts had determined that um, these elites would need to provide compensation to the people. They would need to kind of restructure and reform the government and provide um, pr- prosperity for uh, funds for the people. Um, so the Supreme Court was kind of in charge of, of, of implementing this, but then never did. Hmm. So I, I think that there, there could be a case made that perhaps the justices were independently, um, you know, maybe manipulated or, or put in a compromising situation so that they would um, take actions on behalf of the shadow elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've done quite a few shows on the Supreme Court over the years, and I don't think there's... I don't think it's a stretch to think just by looking at some of the rulings that these people, justice is not blind, right? I mean, let's just be real. I mean, you can just look. It, right. you, you can see it. They rule entirely along partisan lines. You can, yeah. So, so, so I, I still want to try to understand really the crux of your, the title of your book of how the deep state used Trump. What's the main reason they wanted him in and they put him in? Okay, um, so uh, now, Trump, uh, after he c- was connected to Resorts International, right. 
Um, he proved to be a liability. <laughs> he wasn't a good businessman. He uh. took it, often fell into debt. Um, this in turn put him in debt to the Rothschilds. Uh. And um, they had attempted to push him out. They said, this is not, you know, he's not really a good, good for business. But Wilbur Ross, who was um, a, the, a leading bankruptcy, um, I guess, asset or negotiator for the Rothschild uh, bank, had decided that Trump's greatest asset was his um, his marketability, his mm-hmm. brand. The people loved him. Yeah, the they, Trump they brand. Huge. Yeah. The Trump brand is huge. huge. Um, so they helped make him. Um, now, uh, back in uh, 1988, um, uh, the, um, this, the the case involving the Sarah had been adjudicated. Okay, so the, that the, was breaking. What, that, what, Sarah, what, I'm sorry. Say that. What is that? The, um, and back in, in 1988, yeah. Nasara, the oh, case. Oh, Nasara. N-E-S-A-R-A? Nasara. Yeah. The Nasara. Tell folks what that uh, is. Was being, okay, that that is the the, the, the case involving um, the class action in which um, the farmers had, uh, the, the, the courts had determined that farmers were illegally foreclosed upon by the banks. Yes. So this is the case that is the foundational case for Nasara. Nasara, okay. okay. Nasara. So, that case was adjudicated in 1988, um, and if this case reached, I mean, there were a lot of ramifications that this could potentially derail the entire system um, that they had created. So, um, that year, um, tr- this is according to Joseph Gregory Hallett, he was, you know, the, the aspiring king who appeared during the Trump administration. Joseph Gregory Hallett had said that he was connected to Trump through the esoteric CIA. Uh, in which they were told that they would be restoring virtue to the governments. Now, the esoteric CIA, according to Hallett, is an, a branch of the CIA, which is still intelligence that ultimately answers to the Vatican and the Rothschilds, mm. um, that they, they are in charge of fulfilling end times prophecies, according to the Bible. Whoa. So, they're put in that position. The Vatican and, so, and who else? The Vatican and the Rothschilds. And the Rothschilds. Um, you know, yeah, that little connection, I'll interrupt for a second, that little connection is brought up for years when you dig into this stuff, isn't it? The Vatican and the Rothschilds. So that's a real authentic, in your opinion, after and you obviously do a lot of research, uh, there's a real something there with these two, this two, these two groups. Huh? Yes, the... the um the Vatican has been in the debt of the Rothschilds since the, the, the Napoleonic Wars, hmm. and um, the Vatican, which has aspired to hold a temporal power over Earth, um, holds the global trust. So basically, all the governments of the world contract through the Vatican. All the so governments of the that. world contract through the Vatican. <laughs> We've heard that. What does that mean, Susan? What does that mean? Okay, so th- that means that um, the, the government as it exists, you know, we look at it as a, a government that serves the people, mm. but it, it's actually a corporation. And so the, the corporation provides products and services um, that are allegedly for the people. Often those services um, are not provided. And then those that they are billed to the taxpayer. Yeah. So it's, it's a way for, for them to basically absorb the wealth of the country up into the hands of the elite. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like endless contracts, government contracts. Like taxes 2.0. In other words, just more way, ways how to suck money from the people. <laughs> Correct. Um, but by, like, they kind of, contra- and in order for you to kind of contract and tap into that money, you'd have to go, 
you know, ultimately to, I mean, it's, it's done through the U.S., but ultimately you'd have to, uh, it's coordinated through the Vatican. Like all, it's, you know, it's, um, like they have like the final legal um, say-so. And when were the, the Napoleonic Wars? What year? Um, that was in uh, 1815 when it, when the Battle of Waterloo ended. And that was, um, the Battle of Waterloo uh, bankrupted, or it actually, the Rothschilds were able to, uh, collapse the British stock market. And in so doing, um, they were able to uh, purchase um, all the assets of the British market at, at rock bottom prices, in turn becoming the richest family uh, in England, I believe also in Europe. Um, that enabled them to purchase the right to breed themselves into the British royal family. So they had a 200 contractual year control of the, um, the British crown and that, that contract was set to expire in 2015 when Trump ironically became president. And so Whoa. those things that happened on his watch, like the fall of the House of Windsor and these different disclosures, they were coming through anyway. It wasn't that Trump was making them come about. That contract had ended in 2015. Mm -hmm. So... Um, uh, Man, there's a lot here. Stay right there. I got to do a little break here because my head will explode. But thanks for being here. Uh, if you'd like to ask Susan a question, you have an email opportunity to do that. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com is the email address. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And I'll try the 800 number during, during this break. But I think it works because... Oftentimes when we have rain and stuff, it, it turns off, but I think it's going to work. Um, let's move right from Meryl, Meyer Lansky and the Vatican to your teeth. That's a great transition. I just segue right in there, baby. Really, if you would like to have really nice, shiny white teeth, uh, uh, we, we are big fans of, but you know this fellow JP with the long hair and his beard, and he's hilarious. We put a, a video of him up on the front page. He's just great. His latest video is all about Klaus Schwab, and and um, I don't know. You should watch the video. These Klaus Schwab people. I don't get too off track here. I'm doing a commercial, but I don't care. It's my show. Um, this number two man behind Klaus Schwab. I don't know what his name is. Loeb or I don't know something. And he comes right out and says, uh, "Well, you know, humans." They think that they're souls and they're spiritual beings and they have free will. And he said, that's just not true. I mean, these people say that. Anyway, so JP, at the end of his show, they, um, which obviously is just stupid, uh, at the end of his show, he's advertising a little thing called, uh, I think it's like a special lights that you put in your, you put your something in your mouth and get your teeth all white, but it's lights. I'm sure it probably works or something. But this is very inexpensive. And uh, you can brush your teeth, and they'll turn pearly white, baby. Uh, check this out. Previously, we talked with Dr. Rulin Zhu about using pearlsium on your teeth. You have to experience huh. it to yeah. believe it. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's what I've been saying to my listeners. I keep saying, can't even explain this. Just buy it. Just click on it and buy some. Trust me. Just trust me. And you're going to like the way your teeth look. <laughs> That's what I keep telling. Dentists, they did an experiment uh, on their uh, clients. And they literally prove and they literally show the picture every day. You know, when they take it in a few days, their tooth literally become, like you said, like a pearl 
pearl, hmm. um, like a pearl, and it looks so beautiful and really white and shiny. Yeah, it really works, and hmm. it's also scientifically proven by the um, experiment. And he literally proved it is not only good for your teeth; he also proved it's also good for your gum. Try some of this pearl serum. I think you're going to love it. You can try it internally as well. Helps with sleep. Great way to get uh, absorbable calcium and also on your face. Uh, you'll see the green ad there, the beautiful green container. Get the capsules or the powder. Pearl serum. Click and order. OneRadioNetwork.com. Yeah, it's a really great product. I would get the three-pack. That's the best way to get it. You can go on our website, click on the Pearl Seam ad, order three, get three, put one in your bathroom, one in your kitchen, and one somewhere else, and uh, and then get some of these. This is the capsules, and take these internally. And uh, uh, a calcium or pearls, not calcium, but pearl, excuse me, this is from Real Pearl, has been used since forever, forever, for for beauty and um, beauty, really, internally. Rumor has it, Cleopatra used to use pearl because she was such a beauty monster. It was on the internet. Not just kidding, but really, seriously. Check it out. It's a great, great, great product. You've heard me talk about Hydrogen Machine. Um, it's, the entire world is learning about hydrogen. Someone sent me a a big article that um, Mercola is all in the hydrogen now. No wonder George can't keep up with the machines. Here's what here's what Mercola. If you think he knows what he's talking about, sometimes he does. Molecular hydrogen H two is a gas with unique and effective antioxidant effects. It works primarily by improving the redox status of the cell when needed. <laughs> Hydrogen is the smallest molecule in the universe, which is why its bioavailability is so great. It's also neutral, so it can easily penetrate any membrane space in your body. There are more, this is according to McCullough, there are more than 1,000 publications on molecular hydrogen which demonstrate therapeutic potential in over 170 different human and animal disease models. Did you hear that? I'll read it again. There are more than 1,000 publications on molecular hydrogen, which demonstrate therapeutic potential in over 170 different human and animal disease models. Hydrogen is uh, shown to benefit every organ of the human body effectively mitigating oxidative stress and inflammation. And we believe that oxidative stress or oxidation is the number one cause of how the body um, demonstrates disease. We think all the diseases are caused by the mind, not being used properly, by fear, by angst, by worry. Guilt, pick your poison, and that's where it starts. And this uh, oxidizes the tissues in the body and it goes downhill from there. And if you're eating bad food and don't exercise and do all kinds of weird things, then it just makes it worse. But So this is, this is really how disease starts, in our opinion. But nobody listens to us. Uh, there are several ways to administer hydrogen. Marcola goes on, including hydrogen gas inhalation, drinking and breathing hydrogen-rich water, 
and blah, 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 and there you go. Well, that's it. And this is our machine. And guess what? We know, we know that this is the best, safest machine on the market. It may not be the less, least expensive, but you know, when's the last time you, you've done the right thing by just getting the cheapest one? George has a double-backed kind of um, systems in there, safety modules, that if the machine gets low on water, high on water, or anything else doesn't look right, the machine shuts off. Hydrogen's very powerful gas. I mean, hydrogen bomb, but we know that there really wasn't a hydrogen bomb, but so I shouldn't use that. No, they never did that. That was all made up. But anyway, hydrogen is very powerful. Hydrogen buses, uh, the Hindenburg, the hydrogen, the hydrogen blimp thing. Wasn't that a hydrogen thing? <laughs> that did blow up. You see pictures of that. <laughs> so it's very powerful. Hydrogen buses, hydrogen cars. They're going I think hydrogen is going to be the the fuel of the future because it is a clean machine and there's just cabillions of it all over the place. That's what stars eat for breakfast. But it is powerful, so you have to have a machine that knows what it's doing. Don't just go out there, well, I heard Patrick talking about hydrogen. I'm going to get one for $1,000, and George's is 2000 Okay. You know. The, breathe the hydrogen gas. You drink the water. Safety features. And check this out. Lifetime warranty. I mean, lifetime. You lived 120? George has probably lived 150 where he's going. He breathes at every moment of his life. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I think this is so pro-youthing. You know, I just never never experienced anything like it. So, uh, and then there's a, check this out, a one-year, no questions asked money back guarantee if you don't like it after six months or eight months. Yeah, what, those, George will send you your money back. When's the last time somebody did that? The AquaCure Hydrogen Browns Gas Machine. It's on our website, and now we have a 20% deal. George and I worked it out. 20% promo code one radio. 20% off, so it'll be about a couple thousand. And uh, put on your credit card and pay it off, and it'll be the best investment you ever did, and you'll have it for the rest of your life. Baby, very easy to deal with, very easy to work with. All you need is distilled water, and uh, you'll, you know, you're good. The Acrocure Hydrogen Browns Gas Machine on OneRadioNetwork.com. Use promo code OneRadio, 20% discount now for some time. I don't know how long we'll do it, but we're doing it on OneRadioNetwork.com. And tell your family about it and get, you know, tell them to buy one. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We are talking with the lovely and talented Susan Bradford here on OneRadioNetwork.com. Susan Bradford's website is susanbradford.org, right? susanbradford.org. And mm-hmm. you have all of your books there. And you, you've, you've, re- how many books do you have under your belt, girl? I have, I've lost count. Um, <laughs> they're, they're all there. Probably about 20 or so. <laughs> and tell folks just a bit about, because I, because of my technical issues, I didn't pull, have your bio up this morning. Uh, you go way back and do, into some even, some government agencies, right? Years ago. Um, y- yes. So uh, I'm not sure about government agencies, but um, I um, 
I was, I guess, an establishment journalist um, back in the day. Um, I worked for, for CBS, um, Fox News, uh, Voice of America, which I guess is part of the, is a federal agency. Um, and uh, I had worked in the, the city of London um, as a speechwriter for uh, Michael Howard, who's UK shadow foreign secretary, Euro, you know, Euroskeptic. Um, and I'd worked for the um, Atlantic Council uh, as a senior research fellow. Wow. Um, so I, I had a, a lot of um, uh, background in, um, in, you know, kind of these issues, like deep state issues. Um, and that was done, I guess, just to supplement my work as a um, graduate student at the University of Essex, where I earned a master's in international relations. Um, but I think my real education in the deep state came um, through my work on the Abramoff investigation. Um, I was the leading researcher for that case, uh, leading investigative journalist. Um, and it was by researching the backstory of Abramoff that I began to see all these different financial uh, and political connections. Hmm. And that has been really the basis for a lot of the work that followed. Wow, wonderful. And what year was the Abramoff? And just give us the the headline of what that was about. I know the name, but I don't know really what it was about. That, um, Jack Abramoff, had uh, he was a super lobbyist uh, who, in 2006, uh, was um, indicted, or he had pleaded guilty um, to, uh, I guess, to... Um, um, fraud in a, an attempt to, to acquire a casino fleet in Florida and also fraud concerning uh, Indian tribes. He was one of the most prolific uh, super lobbyists and he had gone up against Donald Trump. Um, and it was Donald Trump's people, his networks, who had targeted Abramoff, among others, during those years. And so that's how I be became familiar with many of their mm -hmm. um, alliances and, and tactics. Mm -hmm. uh, Susan's latest book is called The End of Globalism. The longest title in the history of the universe, but here's the rest of it. How the Rothschilds used Donald Trump as a Trojan horse to deceive patriots, perpetuate color of law government, and central bank, and rig elections to keep the failing plan for world tyranny and global pillaging on track. So, so, so here we have this man, Donald Trump, get into office, and he is uh, really banging away at NATO, which... They're globalist deep staters, right? Banging away at the UN. They're globalist deep staters doing the NAFTA thing, which is a glo Was this all just show he was, or was he really, in your opinion, did it strain off the reservation and, and pissing these people off? Excuse my French. Um, not at all. Yes. So um, Donald Trump, like, after he was tapped to become a future president, mm -hmm. he has always um, taken issue with the stupid politicians. He's never addressed, uh. oh, those Rothschilds, the bankers. He's never really put the spotlight where it, where it truly belongs. Um, so I think when he was uh, hammering at NATO, uh, he probably understood that um, the, the United States was bankrupt. We can no longer af afford what was happening, uh, you know, to, to support um, the security for Europe. Um, and I, I think that um, the system was kind of falling apart because the legitimacy behind the European structures had been established by uh, the, the Rothschilds who had been um, uh, uncovered, revealed to be illegitimate, to establish these color of law institutions. And I believe with uh, NASA, um, he didn't really revoke NASA, he kind of rebranded it. Um, and I hmm. think Jared Kushner was the lead negotiator there. No, not um, NASA, you say NATO, excuse me? NATO, uh, NATO excuse me. Okay. NATO, no, not NATO, um, NAFTA, NAFTA. NAFTA, NAFTA, okay.
Go yeah, ahead. so it was. Uh, he kind of rebranded it, but he didn't. He, he, he didn't, didn't really you know, change uh, it. Terminate it. Okay. He, he didn't change it in a really significant way. I see. But he did do some good work with trying to bring, bring things back from China, right, and get more jobs here. Wasn't that kind of good? Yes, and I think he was also good about um, restoring America's energy independence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think his his greatest um, uh, achievement, in my opinion, was he made the American people believe in themselves again. Yeah, even though he was that's himself, pretty big, you know, right? Even if you're it's a slime, very, very big. Even if you're a slime ball, I mean, you know, that's something. <laughs> yeah. um, here's an email from uh, Pam kind of kind of long here can you can your guests explain what this war is going on between Donald Trump and Barr B-A-R or wow yeah what's his former he was former former um, what was Attorney General Attorney General yeah Barr why, why are they fighting with each other uh, that's know? a good question. Okay. Um, I think Trump is really fighting with, with everybody. Um, I don't know the extent to which that's being done for show to make it look like you know he's uh, not deep state. But I, I think that um, Trump was so compromised, like he was kind of uh, partnering with Obama's people and Trump's people and, and trying to kind of, um, on the one hand, he was telling the people he was doing one thing. On the other hand, he was kind of serving, moving the deep state ahead. Um, and I, I think a lot of what he has done has kind of created the chaos and, and, and hmm. problems for uh, for the establishment. So I think there are a lot of people who are upset with, are upset with him. How did he move the deep deep state ahead? Well, the vaccine thing would be one, right? I mean, that's huge. He was he's been on that vaccine thing for, since since the beginning, and we know how dangerous these things are. He did, um, and um, the uh, RDIF chip was being pushed by. Um, uh, Jared Kushner with uh. Eric Schmidt, who was the head of Google. They in turn were working hand in hand with the Vatican. You know where they, you know, they were pushing the CRISPRs, pushing the vaccines, and it's quite alarming to see that um, that Google, which is you know uh, allegedly you know this uh, technocratic company, was sponsoring CPAC, which is like the nation's leading um, grassroots uh, convention for traditional conservatives. So yeah. on the one hand, they're censoring free speech. On the other hand, they're kind of now bankrolling the movement. So Kushner, he, he's kind of a he's kind of a um, swamp guy too, right? It's a pretty swampy guy. Very much, yes. Very much. <laughs> and then his daughter, <laughs> he I was guess, working with. She's a swamp. He rat. was working with Invesco. Yes. <clears throat> she's so cute, though. I mean, God, it's a shame she's so swampy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? And Trump has a very attractive family, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so this. This Roy Cohen guy, uh, get in him a little bit because that's weird. So he was the Trump's attorney, but Trump he was he was getting pictures of high up doing orgies, and that's why how they control people too. They do that a lot, right? They they control one of the ways that they control people is through compromise and shame. Hmm. Um, I, I I thought it was interesting too that. Um, after uh, Jack Abramoff was removed as lobbyist um, on the Commonwealth of Nor- Northern Mariana Islands, the governor who had supported Abramoff and was opposed to casinos 
was removed through a honey trap operation. Like he was actually trapped in some kind uh, of uh, a young girl, huh? some something or other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once he was removed, a Trump-friendly governor was implanted. That one um, uh, green-lighted uh, a casino for the Marianas, the for Saipan, even though the public was um, almost entirely opposed to it. Um, and then uh, it was kind of interesting. Um, uh, a, a Trump, a former Trump executive from Atlantic City, was the, became the head. Um, and uh, serving on the board of directors for the casino were uh, Louis Free, the former uh, FBI director, and uh, James Wolseley, who was with the CIA. Just kind of you know, odd that you have all these intelligence assets kind of advising the casinos, and they're kind of all in this together. Um, this was a casino that was uh, pandering to the, the Chinese high rollers. So this was like another a- opportunity potentially for them to launder money and you know to kind of promote promote globalism mm-hmm. jerry wants to know why would the globalists want china to be the big kids on the block good question that's a very good question very good question um when um at, at the end of like world war ii china was vastly untapped there were like maybe a billion some people mm-hmm. who did not have there was no industry there um they didn't have many products and services so if you could tap that market you could you could exploit cheap labor um a, a, the absence of uh, la- um environmental laws and pretty much sell um goods and services to all those people so you could establish your monopoly in an entirely untapped market and make a fortune so there was the financial aspect and also the um uh the marxism and uh that this kind of um, model, if you will, template for the Great Reset for tyranny was established in China. So that 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 China was the origins of this kind of template. Um, uh, the, the Vatican, uh, through you know its merchants um, who had partnered with these mercenaries like the, the Khazarians, um, uh, Turks among others, um, es- had established uh, inroads through uh, into China, going back. Um, uh, centuries and so these mm. were the people who are really driving the deep state it's their companies they're already familiar with the terrain and so they're kind of building upon the model that they had established there and that now they're trying to implant it um, upon the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Racine wants to know what's the connection between the Rothschilds and the World Economic Forum Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, it's another um, good one, yeah, old Klaus. Another good one. <laughs> yeah. um, Kla- uh, Klaus Schwab, I believe, had uh, he may or may not be a Rothschild bloodline. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, he had previously worked for the United Nations, which is one of you know it's one of the global institutions created by by the Rothschilds and their allies um, to establish like a nascent world government, and um, the uh, the World Economic Forum um, has been promoting. Um, you know, the Great Reset. The yeah. Great Reset is this China agenda that we've talked about. So he was like the agent kind of encouraging. So the Great Reset, we've been, we've been talking to people that kind of think it's something like central bank digital currencies, um, you know, that kind of thing, controlling people through giving them these digital currencies through the, their phones and if they get faxed, they'll get more and if you don't behave and, you know, stuff like that, you'll get mm-hmm. less... I hear you saying that China is a big part of this. Elaborate, please, on that. Sure. Um, the uh, ancient Chinese rulers, um, as the Vatican observed, when the Jesuits and its missionaries um, and, and merchants um, uh, traversed into China, 
um, they they saw that the Chinese uh, rulers uh, ruled like gods over an enslaved population. Um, part of that, uh, their, their strategies involved tracing and tracking people from birth. Hmm. They only allowed them just enough sustenance to um, uh, to reproduce and to you know to kind of live. Um, beyond that, they kept them dependent and impoverished. Um, in the process, they were enslaved. Um, through dependency, um, the Chinese rulers had full control over them. Yeah. Um, and so, while in the West we've generally expected our taxes to be used, you know, to for you know for society, to you know for the roads and, and infrastructure, in China the taxes were a tribute. So they would um, the people would toil, and the wealth would be absorbed from them and given to the elite, who could then, you know, use it however they wanted. So you have an elite presiding who lived in opulence with no rules, no hmm. uh, complete freedom, um, over an enslaved uh, over the enslaved masses who were entirely regulated. Like they, they could, they had to do exactly as they were told, and so this was a model that um, appealed to them and became the template for the, you know, for the Great Reset. So the globalists liked that model. That's just they, they, they loved it. They, everything they for us, they all you know, the money. Like Klaus Schwab says, you know, you'll own nothing and be happy, or whatever they, his famous line is. And it, it helps if you uh, you're able to steal the money and then buy up all the property, drive up the values as you know BlackRock, Carlyle Group, hmm. these others have done, and is you know being done through corruption in our government. Yeah, BlackRock, Vanguard, and you say Carlyle, they're some of the three of the Basically. biggest dudes on the block, and they buy everything they get their hands on, right? Everything. It, yes, they do. They, they're buying the hard assets. Hard assets, gold, uh, land. Gold, land, uh, real estate. And then they're they're renting it back to us. So while they're they're taking our assets and making us poor, um, we're subsidizing their wealth. And then they they drive up the price of properties and mm. they rent it back to us. Yeah, a lot of that going on now. That's been driving the housing boom that we've heard around the country for the last three or four or five years. Right? They just buy yes, up has. these buy up these homes, and then they they rent them back to the people. Imagine if you have all these casinos churning endless amounts of money. Like money is no object for you. You know, you have endless uh, contracts where you can continue to generate revenue under, you know, through any product or service you can imagine. So once they have this money, they then begin to try to acquire as much as, as they can for it. And then again, you know, their agenda is to kind of impoverish the people and to make sure they can control them. Um, if they can develop smart houses, they can regulate how much, how much energy you use, how sure. much water you use. Yeah, all of this. So that's a part of the control system. So that the, uh, what do they call those things that they put on the homes? That, the smart meters? Smart or, meters and all that stuff. That's what all that's about, right? So they can control what you use. <laughs> yeah. Um, our phone number, if you care to ask Susan a question, uh, you guys, you can hear. She's quite well-researched. 888-663-6386. Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, Trump has got this connection with Deutsche Bank, right? And Deutsche Bank is a Rothy's bank, isn't it, Susan? And this bank has been in trouble for a long time, a long time. It, it has been. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that um, Lynn Forrester to Rothschild may serve on the board of directors. Ah. So there, there is that, that Rothschild connection. So did they have they forgiven some of uh, Donald's debts? Do we know? Um, I I haven't looked into that specifically, so they, they may have. I, I really can't comment. Yeah, who would know? They're not going to tell you. <laughs> uh, we, 
We have heard lots of rumors, writes Carol, that Trump was highly involved behind behind scenes. Is it true that he helped children and women in this way? Oh, there's rumors that Trump has been trying to help behind the scenes, help the kids of the pedophiles and all of that and, and the tunnels and, and all that. Um, th- there, have, there have been rumors. I- I'd like to see the proof. Uh, um, I-, I know that you know um, during the Bush administration, um, uh, the second Bush, Bush administration, there were a lot of bases that were created, established around the world where some interesting things were, were going on underground. Um, I-, I think I-, I wouldn't be able to say that he's doing that for sure, absent proof. Um, you know, so I would, I would want to see them provide that. Yeah. Um. You're like your own Woodward and Bernstein girl. It's like this, this great. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best. You do your best. It's like, well, so all of this material, obviously, it has to be out there somewhere, right? I mean, otherwise you wouldn't find it. I mean, why wouldn't they, they, whoever they are, why wouldn't they, they delete all of this stuff from the interweb that Al Gore invented? Thanks, Al. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of information is being deleted, um, uh, but they're trying to distract the public and kind of refocus them in a different direction. So, or even to to make it a, make it unfathomable or unthinkable that Donald Trump could in any way be part of the deep state. Right. But I, I think if you were to sit back and then begin to kind of look critically at their assertions versus what is actually happening, you would see the disconnect. Um, and I think they're counting on people not not to make the connections. But you're right. I mean, the evidence is out there. You know, people can make those connections if they, if they were to look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know, Trump is out there doing, um, I don't know what they call them, events, campaigning. Yeah, yeah, campaigning. Thousands of people screaming and yelling and just love him. They just love him. He is a, he's a salesman, you know, he could sell mm-hmm. um, ice to an Eskimo, um, <laughs> and I, I think he's, he has a very charming personality, I, um, very entertaining, but um, I, I think, you know, my own opinion looking back is, and I, I have attempted a few Trump rallies myself, and they're great fun. Oh, have you? But look, I have, in here in Virginia, um, but I think looking back, I think for Trump, they're all about building his brand and mm-hmm. also raising money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's making a fortune, you know, through campaigning. So... So as so then, what was in this last election about? I mean, there's plenty of evidence that that these people cheated, right? I mean, isn't there? So did they? Did the boys want to put Joe in and keep keep? They must have wanted uh, to keep Trump out. Um. I have a, a source who's close to Mike Lindell who said that Trump yeah. did not want to serve a second term because he knew the economy would crash and he didn't. He thought it might ruin his brand. Um, really? So, wow. Lindell said that? It, not, not, but a, a, a lady who, who works with, with Lindell like huh. within, within those circles. And um, if you look at, uh, if you, you know, b- believe what, what has been told like by Maria Zach and others, um, Leonardo SPA was played an integral role behind the um, election fraud. Um, uh, Leonardo w- uh, was represented by Ballard Partners, a leading Trump front fundraiser. Um, so there's that Trump connection again. 
And the money that was laundered through the Vatican, um, you know, uh, as part of this, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, you know, where money was given from Trump, uh, Obama's um, uh, yeah, negotiations the, with Iran and the pallets. Right. Okay, so the, the money uh, was deposited in Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch is uh, a, essentially a Bush uh, investment firm. It was um, um, George Herbert Walker. Um, he was a member of the Bush, Bush clan, established um, uh, a, a company that was then in turn bought up by Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch is the financial advisor to the Seminole tribe of Florida. And then you go back to Meyer, Lansky, and Trump again. So it's, it's all these kind of connections uh, intersecting. So Leonardo was the, the thing place. they used in Europe or Italy, right, to to go in and... Right, the defense and, contractor. And defense contractor and to, to jiggle the... Uh, to cook the books on the votes. So you're <laughs> alleging and your research is showing that Trump was in on that because he didn't want to win. He didn't. That, that's my uh, uh, belief, and hmm. uh, I also think that January sixth was staged. Uh, once this story began to come out, they had to kind of cover it up, and, and and because I think it was, you know, why would you rig your own own election? I know it's, it's shocking to a lot of people, but I, I'd also encourage your audience to look at who the lobbyists were for the this, um, district of Washington D.C. for that year. You're going to find. Um, the group DC, which is um, its two lobbyists, were um, Obama people high up in the Obama campaigns, and then Ballard Partners. So they were kind of coordinating, or they were you know advising the, the city during this period. And they are, and the, the, they're they they have Trump um, connections. The, the Ballard Partners is a Trump's leading fundraiser. Oh, good. So. So if you know that the city of Washington, D.C. Um, advised the police who in turn opened the barricades uh, to allow, uh, you know, the mob <laughs> to come in um, into congressional chambers. And that was the, the pretext that was used to clamp down on, on patriots and to criminalize patriotism. Oh, that was that, what's what that whole thing was about. Yeah. Too. It, it, it was. I, I don't think it was about, no, um, no. you know. There's no evidence that that thing was whatever they, they keep saying it is. There's <laughs> just no, no evidence. So what's so then I guess they would feel like they could just control Joe because Sleepy Joe is sleeping most of the time, right? And I believe uh, uh, I mean, it's kind of maybe obvious to a lot of people that Joe Biden is essentially controlled by sure. um, uh, Barack Obama. And you've got um, the Carlisle Group, uh, um, Schmidt, Eric Schmidt with Google, um, and Obama, Obama's people, Valerie Jarrett, among others, working for the Hamilton Project, which in, in turn is advising the federal government on how to allocate money and contracts for you know throughout the coronavirus. So they're all there behind the scenes, you know, making sure that, that um, their contracts and their people get, get their contracts and their money. Can you conjecture who might the top, top layer would have been that, uh, that started and came up with this whole coronavirus scam? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I know that the, the Perbright Institute, which receives money from um, Rothschild-affiliated companies, Bill Gates Foundation, European Commission, which is also Rothschild-affiliated, um, they uh, patented the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that this whole idea of, of using um, a virus as a weapon against the people uh, was driven by Bush and Harriman. Oh, Admiral Harriman so that was again. a strategy. Way back then back in to 1940. Right. Correct, and it was their strategy. Using a virus. And then a vaccine also against people, vaccines against people. And there are these people, these Looney Tunes that 
can I assume then that they really do want to kill a lot of people? They just do. If, if, if you believe what, if you believe their own representations, they do. You know, they think there are too many of us, mm-hmm. and more people are harder to control. So this whole eugenics thing with the Herman and Bushes uh, um, has been around for a long time, Susan Bradford. Right? This is not something new, right? It is not new. And uh, back in the day, uh, the governments were finding that um, people who were poor or were somehow disabled, had you know some type of genetic issue, um, were being sterilized you know, by, by the government. So these things were, were going on back in the day. Yeah, look what they did. What was it? The Skanegity? Skanegity? What did you call that? Which one was that? Uh, Tuscany? The, the, <laughs> Tuskegee? Uh, I, uh, Tuskegee, I get Tuskegee? it. Yeah, I get okay. it. I was close. You're close. Yeah, that was about a bunch of black folks. They gave, um, what did they give them? HIV? Uh, yeah, so some of our, I guess, pharmaceutical companies have um, experimented with people. And I know throughout, um, if you understand that Skull and Bones is an offshoot, really, of the East India Company. And the, and the East India Company was um, an imperialist um, organization working on behalf of the City of London, the Vatican, the Rothschilds. Part of their strategy involved um, uh, using chemical warfare and vaccines against the people. So they would clear the people off the land. That made those territories easy to conquer and wow. for them to set up new government structures and businesses. Skull and Bones, that is um, Carrie, uh, right? Is Carrie? Yes, Carrie's also a member. Who's, a, who's also a Boneser, Bonesman? Bush, right? Um, let's see, Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush, um, uh, George W. Bush, uh, and the name escapes me, but the founder of, of the conservative movement, um, you, know, you know who I'm talking about. Kind of, um, sort of, maybe. No, I don't, but that's okay. Uh, Buckley, William Buckley. Oh, William Buckley. A yeah, he's a Bonesman. And these Bonesman dudes, they were into using vaccines and stuff to kill people long ago. Um, I'm not sure that, that uh, specific members necessarily were, but but um, that was the agenda um, among like the ruling elite, uh, specifically like the Bush family. Um, um, I, I know that um, uh, Prescott Bush was a trustee um, who uh, served who served on uh, the board for uh, the Harriman Eugenics Program, and George Herbert Walker Bush, who was a leading proponent of the New World Order, has held that um, a population reduction is a cornerstone of the New World Order. Cornerstone. So that is a key right. agenda. Cornerstone. Yeah. Key correct. agenda. Key agenda. Uh, uh, emailer just said Tuskegee. Yeah, it was about untreated syphilis. That's right. Remember that. That was the syphilis thing. And Susan, we know, and you probably know too better than I, that this whole HIV thing of 1980, around then, that was all a made-up thing, and they were just killing people with their drugs. There was no HIV virus. Never was. And Fauci was in on that one. He was, and he was also using religion back then, too. He said that um, it was brought on by God for those who, who had sinned, you know, who had sinned. Oh, you know, good, by, oh, by good for Fauci. I'm glad he... Glad mm-hmm. he came up with that one. Really, he said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was saying. So he was able to get the the conservatives on board with him. Wow. Oh yeah. yeah. They deserve to be killed. So that'd be a, yeah, that'd that? be a nice Christian thing, right? You can say, well, they're they're mm-hmm. gay and they've sinned, and you have to kill them, and why not? And yeah, it was all made up, just like this one was. Um, it's all made up. Mm-hmm. These people are crazy. What are we doing here? Yeah, they, they certainly um, they're very committed to their cause for sure. How bonkers. 
I also saw the other day where the Fauci is out there saying, well, you know, this COVID thing, I think this fall it's going to come back. But it doesn't feel like they're going to let this go at all. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have, uh, I mean, there, there have been some reporters who have alleged that um, the Obama has allowed um, spokesmen for the federal government to lie to the American people, that that's no longer considered a crime to bear false witness. Really? So I don't know if he's perpetuating lies, maybe to scare the public, or he he wants to make things easier for you know, Democrats to win, or for Biden or whoever the Democratic candidate would be, to, uh, to win a second term. Yeah, yeah. You know, through mail and ballots. But it doesn't sound like the global eye don't even really care. If, oh, Joe, he'll never make it three more years. God love him. Is you know, <laughs> you know, somebody else will pop in there. But it doesn't sound like they really care if it be a Trump or or a Democrat in 2024, if they got them all handcuffed now, why would they care? That's very true. And I I really, I, I, yeah, I'm a little bit skeptical about whether we will have another recurrence of, of the virus because um, the Vatican, among other, you know, other elite kind of organizations are referring to the world as it exists now as the post-pandemic world. So I think that they have put this behind us. It is accomplished, maybe maybe not as far as they wanted to go, mm-hmm. but what it was meant, meant to accomplish. And now they're moving on to other things like this uh, war in the Ukraine, such yeah. that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Susan, stay right there. Let's do another break here. Can you hang around for a few more minutes? Absolutely. I'm having so much fun. I mean... You might as well learn about this stuff as long as we're somehow. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Check this out. This is really a very, very good product. Check it out. We're talking with Brandon Amalani, and he is uh, the man who brings us the Blue Shield technology to keep us all those little EMFs from uh, doing harm to our body. Mr. Brandon, the Blue Shield is a really beautiful little cube, right? That's the main product. And how does this work? Well, the, the cube essentially sends out signals into the environment that entrain the body. So the body is affected by all these electromagnetic fields in this in the environment. Uh-huh. And when Blue Shield's introduced into the environment, the body starts sympathetically resonating with it. And what we found over 30 years of development is that the body prefers the algorithm, the frequency range, the randomization of frequencies that are exposed into the environment, and the body stops attacking EMF or perceiving the EMF as a threat. And what this does is it normalizes white blood cell count, and it also starts to um, reduce inflammation markers from the body trying to attack the EMF. So essentially, what's happening is the body is basically renormalizing normalizing and reallocating immune power to the body and it makes the body stronger and more well regulated good job brandon that's an excellent explanation of how this technology works it's called the cube the blue shield see the ad on the front page use promo code one radio for a 10 percent discount get yourself one take care of the whole house that's blue shield right on the front page of one radio network.com i think you'll like this uh, guy i have uh, two of them not that what i do matters but I've got one up here in the studio, also one downstairs. Being an Italian Scorpio, I cover my bases. Probably wouldn't need to, but Brandon sent me an extra one. He said, here, here, put one in your studio. So I have one in the studio, and then uh, this guy, this is, reach behind me. This is pretty cool. You can get one uh, of these, and these are just for your pocket or purse, and you just charge it up with a USB guy you know, on your computer. And they last for a long time. So I just turn it on and set it behind me in my chair because I'm with all this, you know, all this stuff here in the studio. Got a lot, a lot of equipment and stuff. 
So, you know, I just do everything I can uh, to, you know, leverage leverage these things. And it really does, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm in the studio a lot and I don't, I don't feel any of this stuff. I got, I feel like I'm covered and, and uh, so you get one of these and you can click on the Blue Shield uh, ad on the front page of One Radio Network. Just click on that puppy and, uh, and you can get yourself one of these pocket or purse. So when you drive around in the city, you know, when you go in this city, you know, there's like a cell phone tower on every corner and 5G things. Oh, I want to ask Susan about 5G. I think there's something really spooky going on with 5G. But, um, And then get one for your home, and it, it goes out 90 yards, called the Cube. So, good product. We know, Brandon, this uh, technology is out of Australia, and it's uh, very, very uh, well-researched. They have studies. They've used them with animals. Chickens actually lay more eggs and uh, 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 don't die as quickly, you know, last longer, you know, mortality rate and all that thing. So there's something going on here. Uh, we don't promote anything that we don't really use and I really believe is um, is good. We just don't do it because uh, there's a word for when you do stuff for money that you don't want to do, and I'm not one of those. So there you go. Uh, Andreas, did I just say that? Andreas Seed Oils has a milk thistle. <laughs> milk. I guess even if you're standing up, you could be called that. A milk thistle, that's a, it's an amazing oil that it just floats your boat, girl and boy. I'll tell you what, Andreas Seed Oils, can you imagine milk thistles, one of the most powerful seeds, herbs, plants for Mr. Liver on the history of this plane, earth plane. It's just, wow, milk thistle. So Andreas Seed Oils has figured out how to take these little milk thistle seeds and squeeze them with incredibly low amount of friction and heat, thus making this one of the most pristine oils ever. You can get a little bottle. I mean, just go and get one of these guys and take a teaspoon every day before bed And because liver time is uh, two to four in the uh, early morning, right? No, one to three. One to three, sorry. One to three in the morning, and that little oil is going to be working on Mr. Liver every night. And uh, you keep Mr. Liver happy, and I tell you what, everybody's happy. You know, I've been using this, uh, um, I don't know, this milk this oil for maybe a year now or something like that. And I'm going to show you, and I'm not bragging, but you know, the proof's in the pudding, but so I'll tell, I'll show you. So have you ever seen these little... Um, what they call age spots or liver spots on people. They're actually, they're actually liver spots. They're not age spots. They've used that term. They just are. Because uh, Mr. Liver, after a long time, when we don't do liver cleansing, coffee enemas and or uh, milk thistle, they'll put little spots on your arms and on your hands. You see them on people's hands, elderly people who don't know about this stuff. Not criticizing them. They just don't know. And you'll see them all over the place. Well, I used to have about, I, I remember one day I counted, I used to have about 14. And if I look here closely, I've got one left. Little spot. One. Where'd they all go? And I've got 75 Christmases under my belt, baby. So, 
proofs in the pudding here. Mr. Liver's happy. And all the little spots in your face, everything will just go away because the liver just gets clogged up. That's all it is. You're not going to die or anything like that or don't go to have to go to the dermatologist to get them taken off. Just get your liver clean and, you know, save the money and save the wear and tear on your body. These are great oils. Great oils. I better knock on wood after bragging about my no liver. I always have to knock on wood. I wasn't bragging. I was just, you know, I was just showing you. It's okay. Uh, it's always something, you know. Let me pull up the whole line of oils here. He has, oh, let me show you. Pumpkin seed oil. Coriander seed oil. Black cumin seed oil. Hemp seed oil. Black sesame seed oil. Flax oil. Sunflower oil. oil. It's amazing. Every one of these are, are processed through a system that he invented being a German fellow who makes BMWs and Mercedes. I think they know how to build things. Um, <laughs> Germans got the mind for that. And um, to have no friction and no heat, which is really the detriment of all oils. I don't care. You go into a health food store, the hippie food store, Whole Foods, all of them, they have all these oils, expensive oils, cold-pressed, even some of them in the refrigerator, and I, I don't trust any of them. It's cold press doesn't mean anything. Check it out. Hey, this black, hey, haze for horses, this black cumin seed oil, Google's, Google's a black cumin seed oil, and, and, um, it's, it's an amazing oil that they, they, I, we don't make any claims because I don't do claims, but they make claims about some things it'll do for your body that are just, it'll knock your socks off. And you get some black cumin seed oil and you could do it as a preventative or if you got something going on in your body that you don't know what's going on and it just won't go away like psoriasis or fungus or just take some of this and try it. Again, I don't make any claims because we're not allowed to make claims. We're not allowed to do a lot of stuff, but I do it, but you know, stay out of trouble. Andrea seed oils. These are the finest seed oils this side of the Mahangihila River, and they are totally clean, as clean as you're going to get, baby. And uh, it's on our website, oneradionetwork.com. Just check it out. Click on there, get some oils, and take some, and lube up everything. Plus, if you've got any kind of issues in constipation, colon, with not moving as quickly as you would like, you know, we need to be pooping two or three times a day, minimum. Oftentimes, it's simply a dry colon. You can drink all the water that you can get your hands on, and if things are dry down there, it's just not going to move. And oil is one of the nicest ways to do it. They taste good. They do other things, but they also keep Mr. Colon nice, nice and luby. <laughs> luby tuby. They sl- things slip right out of there. You can take two or three teaspoons of, you know, get two or three of these and take two or three teaspoons a day, and you'll see a difference. And guys, uh, Mr. Prostate, pumpkin seed oil is like out of control, the number one thing for Mr. Prostate. And you want to keep this little baby happy, and I don't have to go into why that is. So there you have it, Andrea Seed Oils, 
OneRadioNetwork.com. Pristine oils, the best ones on the planet. Know the source on One Radio Network. We're talking with Susan Bradford, who, as you can hear, if you're just uh, if you've been around for a while, she's a top researcher. I don't, even, I don't even remember all this stuff. I mean, I guess you just have a long history of doing research and and uh, remembering stuff, huh? I think um, once you begin uh, researching, you find like different nuggets of information. You maybe file them at the back, at the back of your head, or right. back of your brain, and and as you begin re- researching, the, the bigger picture kind of comes into view, and you realize the significance of like little outlier things. So then, all these different pieces fit together, mm-hmm. which I guess makes it easy to remember. This is from Eli. Does your guest think that this whole idea of a biological warfare COVID thing is a scam, like Patrick believes? <laughs> You don't have to believe what I believe, Susan. So you say what you want. Um, I'll just put it this way because I, I know that uh, you can be retaliated against, if you will, uh, for for speaking on this topic. Um, I, I have uh, incorporated my beliefs in um, a book. It's called "Unmasked: The Coronavirus Story." So I, I think it would be wise for me not to comment on air about that, given oh, the times. Oh, is, is that a book? Unmasked? Another book? Of it, yours? it is. It, it is a book. Wow. Unmask the coronavirus story. Story, and, and that goes into the financial and political machinations that happened during the coronavirus. Okay, without getting you in trouble, is it pretty spooky? I mean, it was, is it pretty much like the stuff we've been talking about? All of the intertwining squids all tied together. Y- yes, it is, and it reveals a similar kind of cast of characters. Similar, oh, familiar cast oh, of characters. Good. Oh, good. Same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same people. <laughs> I figured so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured so. Oh, God, help us all. I'll tell you what. Um, let's see. I had some other notes here. <clears throat> so, well, so, <laughs> so these people talk about what you believe what they'd like to see the United States become in the next few years. And it looks like they're on track to do a lot of things with this inflation, right? Huge. We believe it's about 15%. They say seven, we say 15. Inflation is going through the roof. I actually saw um, a, a jug of orange juice selling for $10. Wow. That was a, a shock how, how expensive everything yeah, is getting. Yeah. Um, what do they want? What do they want I, with us? What do they want us to do or to be just... Uh, no money and, and you know need them and control us kind of thing that's a good question i i, I think that their their power structure is crumbling because so many hmm. people are are becoming awake um so I, I think part of the structure i think they are divesting from america they're taking they've already taken their money so they're kind of pulling out um i think they would like to see us completely financially devastated dependent um, uh, throughout the years, decades, they've used um, starvation uh, and inflation as weapons against mm-hmm. the people. So I think they, they would like to, if they follow the patterns that they have of the past, they would be unleashing all sorts of uh, pestilences against us, like rampant crime and um, unaffordable housing and uh, all sorts of things to, to make our lives as difficult as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, essentially, it's, it's a war against the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, and of course, the bird flu thing is big, you know. Huge, you know, huge. 
and they're like slaughtering a lot of the, the livestock, yeah, aren't they? Like, I, like the chickens and, and everything. There's a whole war on meat. You know, they want us to eat soil and green. You know, that's that's going on. And then this supply chain thing that they've that's been a well planned out thing, Susan Bradford, right? That's true. Um, I, I'm not sure what to, to make of that. Um, I, I think there are a few things going on. Uh, one is I think they want to have all of the transportation, like the truck drivers, um, unionized. If they're unionized, they'll vote Democratic. They'll have to give some of their income to oh. the Democratic Party. Hmm. That could be part of it. Um, and, and also, um, I think... I think, and I kind of a suspicion, they may be withholding the products to make them more expensive, mm-hmm. so they can then, you know, reap maximum profits. Sure. And then they're sure. using, you know, the supply chain issues sure. as an excuse. So, do I kind of hear you thinking that these globalist Looney Tunes think they have an easier job when they have a Democrat in there controlling? Um, no. That's a good question. I think the Republicans um, are more organized and maybe uh, I think that they're able to get things done maybe more ruthlessly than than the Democrats. Um, but I, I think with, with Demo- I think there's like this left and right wing of the bird. Um, and I think that with the, the Democrats, they're looking at more socialism, more dependency. Of course. Of course. Maybe you know, they're trying to yeah. Yeah, do that to the people. Of course. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, George wants to know, can your guest talk a little bit more of this esoteric CIA she mentioned earlier? Is this any really difference from the CIA? They're, are they separate entities? Um, the, the original Freemasons, um, ah, uh, before they, were, they were on my list you know for you. Is? Oh, we know the Freemasons. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. Okay, go ahead. The Freemasons. Sorry. Um, The the, the Freemasons um, originally uh, worked on behalf of the British monarchy. The British monarchy, before it was corrupted by the Rothschilds, um, was tasked with being the defender of the Christian faith. So the Freemasons were in charge of um, serving that purpose and um, helping to facilitate God's will on earth. So they they were a benevolent force. Um, Once they became infiltrated, you know, they, they changed for the, for the worst. Um, And again, that infiltration happened um, uh, in in 1815. uh, Once Hmm. the, well, actually, I guess during the American revolution, they were the infiltration, but, but that's when the Rothschilds took over the crown and then the Freemasons, you know, felt, followed suit um the esoteric cia is specifically it's different from the cia so it's specifically tasked with uh, fulfilling end times prophecies and the way that the, the bible has laid things out um the world is is meant to become so unbelievably corrupt as mm-hmm. it is now mm-hmm. and then following that there will be tribulations or judgment of the elite and then you'll have um uh, the messiah who will be leading us into the new age and from there, you'll have a thousand years of restored virtue. Like these would be the the virtues and the um, values of Jesus Christ as we laid out. So, but that's a scam, that, right? Because this Messiah is going to be another boogeyman, right? No. Um, I I have to hate to say if if he's Rothschild controlled, he would be. Of course, it's part of, of course. orchestrated. Everything Why would they let somebody good in? Correct. Well, that's true. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> Answered your own question. <laughs> I just didn't fall off the turnip truck, you know. No, I yeah, I, I you know, I get it. I understand, but so, but I, yeah, and if, if the if Freemasons are behind it, they wouldn't they wouldn't allow any of this to happen. These people control everything, Susan. I mean, yes, they do. But maybe 
you know, maybe there's just, there's just enough people waking up, as, as we talk a lot about here, this great awakening. And there are. I can tell with the emails I get and the people I talk to. Most people know this. these people are bonkers and this stuff is great. People in my circle, anyway, you know, I have some pretty good friends. You know. they, they are awakening, and I think that's why the elites are, are panicking. They're doing everything to make us afraid and to take away our power. Um, because really the, the, the governments that they've set up are all color of law. Yeah. And I think if enough people wake up, you know, we have credit, we can get critical mass and we can basically establish our own system independent of that uh, as Russia and China are trying to do. And as, as I believe these national state assemblies are trying to do as well. Right. It's similar. I mean, there's a lot of talk here of uh, Florida and Texas someday. We're just going to tell Washington. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, come on. Go away! You know, <laughs> leave us alone. You guys are crazy, and I think it'll happen someday. I really do. There's enough people in Texas to, and Florida right now. They're getting. They'd like to do it tomorrow if they could, and we could just leave. What, do you, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? I, I agree with that. What are they going to do? And that, that's the, the trend. Yeah. What are they going to do? Send in the army? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave. You know, leave us alone. But so. But I'm still a little confused about, well, let's talk a bit. How much have you looked into this whole Russian-Ukrainian thing thingy? Um, I don't get too off track. Not, not in depth. Um, I, I did hear an interesting report on True News that I wanted to offer, and I, and I haven't delved into it. I don't know the extent of, of how accurate their research is. But, but they were saying, um, if I heard correctly, that um, Ukraine is the historic um, uh, location, territory of the Khazars. Khazars, and so, uh, since uh, you know the Khazarian, oh mafia. Khazarian mafia, that's right. Yeah, we know those guys. Yeah, we know those Benjamin guys. Benjamin Fulford. So it, right? mm-hmm, there you go. Uh, I, I know Ben. Talk, spoken yeah. extensively. Yeah, go ahead. So, it, sorry. So, if um, uh, Israel, as, as uh, has been allegedly established, that Israel was intended to be established under a um, Jewish temple and not a Rothschild Knesset. So, potentially, it, it was illegitimately. It's illegitimate as it stands now. Um, Israel is kind of not what they thought it would be. So there, there are plans underway, according to True News, to make um, uh, Ukraine the second, like the baby Israel or the new Israel, it's like a new Zionist state. A so new- that might be accounting for some of what we're seeing there. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for you and I? Um, I, I think anytime uh, this mafia kind of gets together, I think it's a, a bad thing. Sure, um, sure. It, it might be good, a good thing from the perspective of it will be seen for what it is, like all the harm it has done the world. Mm-hmm. So deep down into the nitty gritty, Israel, um, what's their whole thing? I mean, what are they? Is it just about having Jerusalem and being the center of the world and all of that and controlling things, or what are they up to? Um, Israel uh, was at the center of um, the old Venetian trading lines um, that linked uh, the Middle East uh, to Europe, to Asia, to Africa. So they wanted to control those trading routes. Um, it's also a very important uh, biblical uh, location, you know, for the Abrahamic face. Mm-hmm. Um, these were people who aspired to have God's temporal power um, on earth. Ooh. So they wanted control of religious territories. So I think what they were looking at is having the, the Vatican serve as God's voice, like the voice of the values of communism that they were per- perpetuating. Um, China would be the the global he- hegemon. 
and then the city of government the government would be centered um established uh, in the seat the seat would be established in israel right right so i think that's where they wanted to take us so this um um collaboration that we're seeing happening that's happening pretty quickly between russia china india they're coming on board and iran it almost feels like they're facing off against the rothschild clan Hmm? in a a way uh and i i hope that's correct um I, I do know that they are trying to break away. At the same time, we know that there's this Rothschild hand in their their governments, hmm. uh, too. Right. Um, you know, so uh, it could be part of a, a divide and conquer strategy, um, or um, perhaps I, I know that there is also this movement. They know that the um, financial system, as it was established in Bretton Woods, is is collapsing. So they have to establish their own um, markets, and I think now they want to build one separate of the corrupt, um, uh, you know, uh, United States, right? The corrupt Western system. Is Bretton Woods other. then a Rothschild, Dollar Inc. kind of thing, Kissinger, right? After the war, yes, correct. All about petrodollars for oil, and there was a day, Susan Bradford, where somebody would just kind of think about selling their oil for something other than dollars, uh, Gaddafi, Hussein, right? And man, they would just kill him. Now, people are doing it all the time, you know, uh, Iran, um, India, they're exchanging rubles and Russia's selling their oil for rubles and it, it's almost like they, they've lost control of the petrodollar, haven't they? Correct. They've lost control of the New World Order, so now you're seeing these different regional markets forming yeah. like to kind of replace it. Yeah, and they canceled SWIFT on, on Russia. It doesn't seem to be affecting them much. Yeah, you know, the ruble's already they're back. They're still making a look. Yeah, the, the ruble's already back up to pre-war levels, and uh, Russia's saying, well, I'll just, you know, give me gold or Bitcoin or rubles from my oil, you know? Interesting. It's but, interesting. Yeah, do they... But the word, you know, you know, Saker, that website, Saker. Uh, it's a good one. How do you spell that? S a k e r. S a k e r. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. What is that? It's it's a good one. It's a good website, <laughs> uh, and they, they've got some real deep, deep uh, intel on what's going on in Ukraine. I think you'll find it fascinating. I think they're probably the number one number one source for Ukraine, China. I mean, Russia stuff. Saker, and. Um, yeah, and um, uh, you know they they they've been saying that uh, Putin knew that these biological weapons were being put together, you know, through NATO, through Biden, you know, through China and his son to someday go in and kill the Russian people. So that's one of the, that's one of the things Putin went after when he went in there right away. He got control that's of those. That's true. Yeah, is that true? I, I mean, I think there were, there were maps that show the, the areas where the Russians bombed were actually the, the same areas where yeah. the bio labs Those were. Those bio labs were. So, I wonder if this whole thing with Hunter Biden, boy, they must have a lot of a lot of juice to keep this guy out of jail. <laughs> it, the, wow. Uh, I, I think it, it would appear that the reason that they're bringing this out now is that they want Biden out because I think they realize he's weak and ineffectual. Some. So they've ha- they've really had this information all along. Mm-hmm. Of course. So then we have to ask who is the next <laughs> who's next in line? Oh, is come it Kamala on. Harris oh, or Pelosi? Please. Or who? 
or Pelosi. Uh, um, yeah, I think they Kamala, put Pelosi Kamala in Harris there. isn't very popular. Well, I don't think I don't think Kamala Harris is even uh, legitimately um, constitutionally with her origins and her family to be vice president, much best president. I, you know, can you imagine old Pelosi in the presidency? Oh my God, I'm moving to Belize. <laughs> Worse than Biden, <laughs> if that's even oh, possible. Oh yeah, I mean she's you know. So you think they're just losing confidence in old Joe, huh? I think this will perhaps give them an excuse to move him on or to replace him you know, in this upcoming election. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if they if they uh, really go after. Because doesn't Biden control the Justice Department to not have his son be indicted and put in jail? And I think, right? Don't they? I, I think... Um, uh, according to Patrick Byrne, you know the former CEO yeah. of uh, the Overstock CEO, he was saying that um, Obama actually controls the uh, Justice Department, and I think these people are very ruthless. So they don't really look after your, their own. Um, if he's no longer useful to them, mm-hmm. that they will you know do whatever is necessary to have him removed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you see that little thing they got together when Biden went to the White House? That see, was astonishing. Well, tell folks about that. Tell folks about I, cause Somebody <laughs> sent me a clip. That I couldn't believe this went on. Tell folks what happened. Um, apparently, uh, Obama uh, appeared at the White House. He was treated uh, like all, all the red carpets were rolled out for him. Um, everybody you know, flocked and shake his hand. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Biden's in the background kind of doddering around, trying to tug at Obama for attention, <laughs> and he's completely ignored. <laughs> <laughs> they just ignore him. It was just the most, oh, I couldn't. It was be- painful to watch. It was. Really. Pa- it really was painful, you know. Elder abuse. Joe should just go eat some, you know, some warm soup and watch Jeopardy. You know, let, you know, it's just, it's just terrible what they're doing this guy, you know. It's, I feel for him. I, I really do. Man. The unknown commodity to them. I think that's, you know, one of the reasons yeah. they like him. Ruthless is a, is a good word. So this is, well, couple more then we'll let you go this is from susan oh just like you susan wants to know so do you why do you think these people would allow trump back in if he doesn't play ball with them totally totally play ball with them is the way she put it um that's a good question um i think that trump is an actor um, and and he has a vast uh, level. He has a great deal of support from the people. Um, I think that if Trump can help the agenda move to where it needs to be, um, and they think he's a viable candidate, um, I think he will be brought back um, because ultimately that they're looking at. Um, uh, they, you know, they need to have like a, a candidate in the office. I'm not sure that there there are any other politicians, maybe except for Tulsi Gabbard potentially, maybe Elon Musk. Um, who who do uh, command that level of attention? So uh, I think they would want him to uh, help move the agenda along, and if he can do it, you know, by all means, they would bring him back. But I, I think that he's facing too much scrutiny, and he's under investigation on, on so many different fronts from January sixth. I'm sorry, to I, I lost my. Business, you know, I lost okay. my earphone there. Would you say I heard the word investigation? And I lost my earphone. Yeah, there, there's so many investigations going on with, with Trump with, from January 6th to some of his business dealings. Um, 
I don't think that he will come back. Uh, my own personal belief, yeah. and you know, I, I don't know completely, but my own personal belief is that he's out there raising money for himself, and so it's all about the money for him, money and, and building back his brand. Oh, real, yeah, and and two, according to you and your book, which we've been talking about for the last almost two hours, there's enough dirt on this fellow that if they don't want him in, boom, right? He's correct. gone. He's That's gone. Correct. Right. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, so if he wins, they wanted him in. If he doesn't, they don't, they don't want him in. That's correct. <laughs> Boy, if we the people don't get strong and, and understand what's going on, uh, you know, these loonies will, you know, no telling what they're going to try to do to us, right? It's crazy. Yeah, the, the information is power, and so I think the more we know, the more we understand what's happening, the less we can be manipulated, the more we can take our country back. Right, right. Well, that's why we have people like you on, my dear, and you well, do, thank you. That's you do such <laughs> a great, great job. Answer. No, it's just, uh, it's been really interesting talking to you, just amazing. Likewise. Folks, you should uh, get her book, uh, support her. It's called The End of Globalism, uh, The End of Globalism, How the Rothschilds Used Donald Trump as a Trojan Horse to Deceive Patriots. Um, wow, when you really think about big picture, swampy, intertwined squid, Vatican, Freemasons, Jesuits, CIA, Deep State. Whoa. It is a, it's just fascinating to me, Susan, how, how this could all be set up and, and here we are, little spiritual beings in our body trying to you know, navigate how we're going to navigate our lives without getting in trouble, you know, without getting involved with these people. Pretty fascinating. That's why right? Yeah, it, it is very fascinating, and I, that's why I think it's so important for us to look within um, uh, to our own judgment, to our own connection with God, and not to personalities like like Trump to yes. find the way. Because I think we have the power within ourselves to you know to do what we need to do. That's the only power, you know, you know that, right? Oh. The only mm -hmm. power, you know, you you give power to anybody. That's why I think the whole NASA thing is a fraud because they've been convinced. You know, the Freemasons were behind the, the whole. Earth spinning around the sun thing 400 years ago. You should check it out. You'd like it. Oh, my God. Because they didn't want people to think that they were important. They didn't want people to think that they were, you know, spiritual beings and that we had to go out into the universe, the Carl Sagans, right, and find all the secrets of the universe out there, not inside. That's what the whole Freemason thing's been about with NASA. It's interesting. These people are good. They're, they're good. Miss Bradford, will you take care? What are you going to do today? Write another book? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go ha have lunch um, shortly after um, I get off the show. But I, I really, really appreciate talking to you, you know, and, and your audience. Always a pleasure. It's, well, it's always great fun and very interesting speaking with you. You come back anytime. The rate you're going, you'll be having another book in a few months. We'll have you back. What are you, what's your, where are you going from here next on your adventures and, and uh, anything in, on the on the on on the docket for where you're going to do research. It's interesting. Uh, I was thinking about potentially look, uh, doing a book about uh, Jesus, uh, since he's oh. um, such a, a key figure in in how you know, how our structures were created. And, and I think that if we can truly understand his story, uh, yeah. um, maybe we can re you know recover where we should be or you know, get back to where we should be. Well, he's a good guy. He knew what he was talking about, and uh, and good good for you. All right, my dear, you take care of yourself. And your website is susanbradford.org. Susanbradford.org. 
Y'all yeah, go there, uh, buy a couple books and support her. And uh, thanks for being here. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Patrick. Bye-bye. You do the same. Right. Bye-bye. She's great, huh? What a trip. Who the fuck it, boy? How we ever got here? You know, the interesting thing that I really love about it is and why we have people, why we have Matthew Arad on from time to time and, uh, and others, is that when you really dig back deep, and of course Susan and other people, you see that this whole, it's been going on for a long time with the Rothies and the Vatican for hundreds of years, really. The whole NASA thing uh, started with um, the, you know, the whole globalist idea of spinning. And um, I think 400 years ago, if you look at some of the videos that we've, we've sent to you, if you want to look at them. So it's, uh, here we are. It's uh, the Earth plane, and it's a trip. But hey, uh, uh, and the more information that we have, uh, the better we can uh, walk through our lives and not be frightened. You know, I'm not afraid of anything. I know I'm going to have the best life ever, without, even with all these loonies. And I just want you to know that that um, we don't do this as fear porn, as, well, my God, what are we going to do? You know, Not at all. This is just information. And so you can use it to uh, say, well, it's interesting. I think I'll stay out of the way of those people. So just um, as we often uh, recommend, just pay your taxes. That's it. That's the only really relationship you need to have with these people. It's the only real control they have over us because if you don't pay, you know, they, they'll take away your house and put you in jail. So it's a forced thing that's coming up here in, in four days, five days. Do that. Other than that, you don't have to do anything except stop at stop signs, stop at stop lights, and don't hurt people and don't steal people's money, and you're good. You know, you enter into a contract with somebody and you uh, do what you agree to do. And, um, you know, I'm going to sell your car for 400 bucks. I'll give it to you. You get your car. You got to give them the money. Paint your fence for $500. I'll paint the fence, give them $500. That's it. Do all you have agreed to do and do not encroach on other persons or their property. That's the two laws that Hen Richard Mayberry talks about. Do all you have agreed to do do not encroach on other persons or their property. And we've agreed by getting a social security number, a driver's license, a birth certificate, uh, taking out a student loan, car loan, credit card, mortgage, use a dollar. We've agreed to pay taxes. That's how we got into the system. Andrew Goss taught us. Um, so we've agreed to pay taxes by getting in, even though we didn't know, but we did by using their money and all of that. So we got to do that. And, and you got to do it because they'll put you in jail if you don't. So, you know, it's your choice. So you pay your taxes, stop at stop signs, don't kill people, don't take their money, don't steal their money, and, uh, you know, you'll be good. Otherwise, these people have no control over us whatsoever. So we learn about how they do their thing and what they might be up to so we can plan our lives uh, to, to stay out of their way. That's why we do it. I will see you tomorrow. I'll be here at 10 o'clock. We're going to solve all the world's problems. We've got a couple other people coming up uh, on this week's uh, show, but we don't know exactly who yet. I got a little behind on my on my guest, but I do have a little behind because I've got a rebounder. See it in the background? See it? 
Thanks for your support. I think we just have a few more days of our uh, sale with um, Colostrum, promo code uh, RESTORE20, 20% off all Colostrum products on on uh, Surthrival and 20% off on the uh, AquaCure Hydrogen Browns Gas Machine. Get one of those. Just trust me. You know, you'll be glad you did. Um, promo code one radio uh for the hydrogen. I will see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock, oneradionetwork.com. I love you all very much. Thank you. You take care of yourself. Stay out of trouble. And we're doing good. Don't worry about anything. We're fine. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is oneradionetwork.com. <laughs>